DJ Envy, Angela Yee, and Charlemagne the God. I want to congratulate you, Hall of Famers. So I need to be in the presence Thank of you. radio royalty. It's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. It's a big deal. Big deal. I think that y'all have a certain amount of respect for, you know, what everybody else does. And y'all are just the best at what y'all do. We love y'all, man. Thank you for being the people's champs. Probably the greatest. I'll drill y'all. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Thanks, ma'am. What up, Charlemagne the God? Peace to the planet. It's Thursday. What's happening? Yes, it's Thursday. We here, man. You might as well say it's the weekend. Thursday is the start of the weekend. If you want it to be, because I always say we need a three-day weekend, right? We either gotta have Friday off or Monday off. Being that we have neither, Thursday should be your day where the weekend starts. Although some people work on the weekends. That is true. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking for those people, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> speaking for us. You know what I mean? And those of us who don't work on weekends. Mm-hmm. What you guys do yesterday? Anything? What did I do yesterday? Feels like so long ago. <laughs> um, I got, uh, yesterday I, I was tired because uh, I, I get exhausted about explaining why we have the right to live. You know what I mean? Who are you talking to? Is this an exhausting conversation? This is, I mean, because there's so many different scenarios. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So many different things happening. Like, like, like I said yesterday when I gave the Las Vegas Raiders donkey of the day, it's just like, yo, no, we don't have a moment to breathe. Because until there's some real police reform in this country, we're going to continue to see these things happen. And we've continued to see these things happen since the George Floyd verdict. Yeah. So it just gets exhausting. Yeah. constantly uh, having conversations about why we deserve to live. And then That's watching all. the news, you saw in Oklahoma they passed a law that protects drivers who run over protesters. Yes, and the fact that they're um they're, they're pushing to push they're pushing to pass these anti-riot bills mm-hmm. in states all across the country. What about police reform? Yeah. That's what we need. Yeah, yesterday I was uh I was in Queens. That was my my, my mom and dad's house and I, and I love going over there to have these conversations and you know, my dad's a retired police officer, so I, I get both sides of, of, of feelings. You know, him being black and, and him being an officer and, and his thoughts on things. And we just go by, we just go down everything. So, we, of course, we went to, you know, George Floyd in that case, Derek Chauvin case. And he was like, I said, were you surprised? He was like, no, he should be in jail. He was like, what he did, he should be in jail. I said, you weren't surprised with, with you know, three guilties? He said, no, that man deserved to go to jail. I'm surprised it took even that long. Then I asked him about the taser case, right? I was like, well, what about the taser? He's like, she should be in jail. I said, well, you know, do you feel like, you know, she could have made an accident? He was like, what kind of accident is that? The taser doesn't weigh, doesn't weigh no more, like, you know the weight of a taser. She's been on the job 26 years. She said, a lot of the problem is a lot of these officers is, and I said, what? He was like, yeah, they're scared of hand-to-hand combat. He was like, they teach you hand-to-hand combat. They're like, And they're scared of black people. And they said, they, they teach you that your weapon should be your last line of defense. When you feel threatened, that's when you should use your weapon. Then I asked him about the, the stabbing. The girl that was, um, you know, if you remember the case, Micaiah. I think she was 15 or 16, Micaiah, she was uh, getting into a fight and, you know. Um, it was her property. Actually, you know, she had got jumped before by those girls. Right, she got so jumped So those girls before. came she to her house. Yeah, those girls right. came to her house to jump her again, so she called the police. So my dad said on that one, he said, that's a tricky one. I said, well, why? He said, because, you know, when the cops jumped out, all they see is they don't know who's who at that point, and they see a young lady you know, with a knife going at another young lady. So was, at that point, they have to decide, you know, is is 
is she going to try to kill that person? Because being an officer, you have the right to defend a person if their life is in danger. The problem I have with that, though, is that when it comes to black people, it seems like force, force and fatal force is the only options that we have. Like mm -hmm. they don't, they don't, they don't try anything else. There's no de-escalation. There's no tasers. There's no rubber bullets. It's oh, black people, pow, 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 pow. Yeah, That's it, the problem I have. And if you really cared about that girl, that he was protecting, he shot four times. Mm -hmm. That's excessive. He could have hit the girl. Mm -hmm. He could have hit the girl he was so-called trying to protect. Yeah, he said, you know, in that case, just he said, just imagine if that's your daughter and somebody would come in with a knife to stab your daughter. You you're not a trained to, police officer. You're not going to want them to stop that person. So you're not a said, trained police officer, though. Which mean? You're not a trained police officer. You said, no, imagine that was your no, daughter. No, that wasn't his no, daughter. Meaning the officer. No, they said, imagine if that was your daughter and you see that video and then you see somebody chasing your daughter with a knife and that person could have possibly killed your daughter. He was what? like, the officer doesn't know what's going on. He's just trying to stop a, an, a, an attempt or the murder. Yeah, a, but a four shots murder. is excessive. Four shots is excessive. And that's the point. And that's my point. When it comes to us, it's always fatal force. It don't matter if it's kids. It don't matter if it's women. It don't matter if it's adults. It never matters when it comes to the police and black people. It's always fatal force. And the last one was, you know, we were talking about the the, the mass shooting in Long Island uh, and Stop and Shop. And my parents were like, they go to that Stop and Shop. And they were actually supposed to go to that Stop and Shop the day before. Lord have mercy. They said that they know the guy. They see him all the time pushing the cars. They said that Stop and Shop usually handles, um, they usually hire handicapped people to help. So they, they go to that stop and shop because they like the fact that, you know, they hire people from the community that might not be, you know, quote unquote, regular. And they said that guy, they used to make fun of People used to make fun of him because he got shot in the head before. So his head was kind of slanted in. So he said they knew him. They He pushed the carts. They knew him all the time. So they was like, that one was a little crazy as well. So we, we, we got a chance to talk about all that. So mm -mm, anyway, mm -mm. Uh, let's get right into front page news. Let's get right into it. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Nobody right. told drama, so y'all told me, but didn't right. tell dramas. There we go. Here All right, we let's go. go. We live show. It's a live show. Man, I hate to have to get into this after that whole uh, monologue, but according to the DA in Knoxville, Knoxville police were justified in the fatal shooting of an Austin East Magnet High School student. He was in the bathroom. That's another horrible one. That's another one. Yeah, so this is a really, um, this is a really crazy case. So apparently... Uh, the mother of a woman that Anthony J. Thompson was dating, he's 17 years old. He was shot and killed by the police at his Knoxville, Tennessee high school last week. The woman called the police, right? Now, according to her, what she's saying is that Anthony J. Thompson and her daughter, Alexis Page, got into a physical altercation at the school. That's when Alexis's mother, Regina Perkins, called the police on her daughter's boyfriend of nine months. She said she unsuccessfully tried to reach Thompson's mother, couldn't get her on the phone, and then called the police. Not long after, the officer went to Perkins' home to take a report. Perkins saw a helicopter flying over the school, heard reports of a lockdown, and she also had told the police that the teen likely wasn't armed. Somehow the police ended up in the bathroom. Uh, he was in the stall. One of his friends was in another stall and ended up shooting and killing Anthony J. Thompson Jr., so they are saying mm -mm -mm. that the officer will not be charged. Yeah, I saw the mother apologizing yesterday saying she wished she had never called the police That's crazy. On, 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 on Anthony because she didn't know the police were going to kill him. What the hell do y'all think happens? I just told y'all that when it comes to us, mm -mm -mm. it's force, force, and fatal force. Now, a lot of people want them to release the video, um, you know, since that happened because this happened on April 12th. 
And so according to um, the police, they said they went into the school's bathroom and they went to go find Thompson after the girlfriend's mother accused him of beating her daughter at school. Thompson and his best friend were inside in separate stalls. They said it's not clear whether police knew that when they entered the bathroom. According to body camera footage, there were four officers in the bathroom and they surrounded Thompson. He was wearing a backpack. They started pulling him out of the stall. Then they said they saw a gun in the front pocket of Thompson's hoodie. And they said that Anthony Thompson had his hand on the butt of the gun. And suddenly Thompson's gun fired. Somehow his gun fired. So they believed that one of the officers had been shot. So one of the other officers fired and struck Thompson in the chest. Hmm. So the kid had a gun? Yeah. That's what, that that's what they're saying. Now, huh. let's be clear. This is what the police are saying. So we don't know for sure what's real and what's not. Yeah, I read but something this is yesterday. what the police officer is saying, that he saw a gun in the front pocket of Thompson's hoodie. Yeah, because I read something yesterday. I don't know if it's true or not, but they said that the cops shot himself accidentally. And so when the cops shot himself accidentally, the other, other cops cop came in there shot. and mm -hmm. thought that the, uh, the kid Thompson had shot him. And that's when they started shooting. I don't know what's true and what's not true. Right. I just know... How can we breathe? Okay, how can you have any side of relief? The trauma never stops. We're constantly triggered. You know, cop won't be charged in this situation. Nothing happens. Until there's some type of police reform in this country, there is nothing that is going to change. Mm -hmm. Well, they do have footage, so it'll be interesting if, they, if we have a chance to see that footage. But according to the district attorney, she said she reviewed body camera footage, went over the evidence with Thompson's family to explain why she's refusing to charge the officers in his death. And she didn't explain to reporters what the family's reaction was or whether or not the family agreed with her decision. Well, put the footage out there. Mm -hmm. if, if you're not hiding nothing and everything went the way y'all said it went, put the footage out. Well, according to the DA, she said the family asked her not to release the footage that day. So maybe it's coming out soon, but maybe mm -hmm. they needed a minute to process it. I don't know. Sheesh. But she spent four hours, she said, with the family, and it was painfully long. But the only thing the family asked her to do was not to release the video today. And, and, and even, then, if the, even if the kid had a gun and the gun, you know, went off that's still not no reason to come in there firing is it no not at all yeah so there's two different accounts so we don't know exactly what well, happened yeah. we knew what the police claim but i think it, the footage is now available so if you want to try to look for it but it depends if, if the if the gun went off and they don't know where it went off they're gonna fire back but i didn't hear there was a gun i didn't I, this is yeah. the first time i'm hearing that there was a gun. i did read that there was two different accounts though i forgot mm -hmm. who they said released two different accounts i don't know if it was the police department or somebody released two different accounts of the situation all right you ain't got no babies born I'm sure there was some babies born. Well, Nobody all right, here's some of... good news. They okay. said that if you are pregnant, they said that the COVID vaccine is safe to take. Nah, <laughs> I'm on your own with that one, B. I'm not even sure I want to take it. <laughs> you think I'm going to take it while I got a, a, a baby in my stomach? Come, I'm cool. Well, they're saying it's safe during pregnancy. I don't know that I would take that risk. But, but... I ain't going to front. If you got a baby in your stomach, Charlemagne, I would go for it, bro. <laughs> if I got a baby in my stomach, it's yours. Now, you you want to tell Gia now? Should I tell my wife now? When you want to tell her? You play too much. Well, we know I... how it got there. <laughs> what you want, what you want to, when you want to tell her? How to get the... <laughs> when you want to tell her? All right. <laughs> You played too much. What? Bro. You won. I didn't know you wanted to break it like oh, this. Oh, he said you're the one. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know you wanted to break the That's news good. like this. Get it off your wow. chest. You're the one. 800 <laughs> If you need to vent, hit us up right now. This guy's crazy. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Damn, damn. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? It's Shane. Shane, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, I was uh, walking my dog right down by the house, and uh, 
my neighbor decided to run up on me with his uh, buddy. So it was like two white dudes and uh, literally ran up on me, told me to get, get off a uh, property, I guess, uh, which is not his property, and they literally stalked me, not knowing that I was carrying. And uh, as a show was right. What happened? They uh, ended up running inside. Oh, you pulled your ham out on them? Right. You sure know what to say. I'm not mad at that. Where you calling from? Uh, San Diego. Listen, I'm not mad at that. Are guns illegal in San Diego? You can walk around with your gun? Uh, these days, you better. I don't know. Hey, you better be careful because they don't call the police on your ass. So Better to get caught without it. I mean, with it than without it. He did. He did call the police on me and uh, played like the victim. Act like I was uh, attacking him. You told the cops you didn't have no gun? Uh, they they found me what I had on me which was my beef gun, right? Let's talk and about your, your little punk. Let's talk about your little punk ass dog. Your little punk ass dog ain't protect you. <laughs> what you got? What you got? A, you got? The, you got a Shih Tzu? What you got? Don't talk about Rolex like that. Don't talk about Rolex. Rolex. What kind of dog you got? Rolex? What kind of dog you got? He's a Doberman. That and what? Your dog should be. You had a Doberman yeah, picture. There's no way in hell Chuck the Norris. The one time in my life I, I got bit by a dog. It was a Doberman. <laughs> it was a Doberman. Chuck Norris ain't gonna let that happen to me, bro. You little punk ass dog scared of white people. With the neighbors, I try to keep kosher with the neighbors. Nah, B. Chuck Norris ain't gonna let that happen. Chuck, get him, Chuck. Your dog scared of white people, bro. Your little punk ass dog scared of white people, bro. Is it a puppy? That's why Daddy got protecting them. That's why Daddy. That ain't how that's supposed to work. <laughs> it's supposed to be equal. The dog supposed to protect you. You supposed to protect the dog. Have a nice day. DMX, DMX, right. DMX is disappointed in you, bro. You let DMX down. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. How y'all doing? What's up, brother? Get off your chest. Hey, man. Look, um, <laughs> I got a question for Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Um, check this out. There's a guy on YouTube that I check out. I've been looking at a couple of videos named Todd Campbell, and I see he do a lot of, let's say. Trash in the guy and him and the guy named the girl uh, Tamika Mallory, I think. Yes, Tamika Mallory. She's got Tamika Mallory's book will be out May 11th, State of Emergency: How to Win in the Country We Built. You should Are pre-order you it now. My song. What's going on, bro? Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Long story short, he don't give them folks no positive energy. You know what I'm saying? He be he basically say that these folks don't give Black Lives Matter a good cause, like you all say. And I was just curious on you, on basically on Charlemagne's input on it, because I hear you talking good about these people. That's right. And I get on YouTube and I listen to him, and he also said something about you one time. You know what I'm saying? But that's beside the point. I just Tamika, really, Tamika Mallory, Tamika Mallory, and my son are who they say they are. You know what they've been at all week in Minnesota. You know what I'm saying? They're always on the front lines, all the time. Okay. What, and, and, what and, and, and 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 Tamika's been doing this work. For 25 years, when I came to New York in 2006, Tamika was out here organizing protests and all kind of other stuff, you know, for the Sean Bells of the world, God bless the dead, and everyone else. So I, just because a lot of people are just starting to realize who Tamika Mallory is, she's been out here in these streets doing the work. So I don't know what to tell folks. Okay, that's cool. No, it's not. Everybody got an opinion, but I, but I say brother. this. Well, I, I say this to anybody who critiques them. What are you doing? Right. What if is you, this person doing? That's right. If you don't, if you don't like how. Tamika Mallory's moving, or my son, or any of the activists. What are you doing? You can go out there and do that work. 
Absolutely. You can go out there and be an activist. You can go out there and do this. You can go out there and devote your life to fighting for us. Or you could go on Instagram and do a bunch of, or YouTube and do a bunch of videos criticizing people who are out there. That's right. Th those who can do, those who can't criticize. And Tamika Mallory's book, State of Emergency, How to Win in the Country We Built, will be out May 11th. So anybody who's confused about Tamika Mallory's story, mm -hmm. trust me, she got a whole book coming out. Just telling you where she stands. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Phone line to open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. FI1. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? That wasn't this me. Chris from Naptown. Chris from Naptown. Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, uh, about the girl who got shot yesterday, the other day. Uh, they released the 911 tape and... That didn't sound like her mother. That sounded like she was at somebody else's house, first off. Second thing, the cop, if he would have waited, that other girl would have been stabbed. If he would have went in there and tried to take the knife from her, not only would that girl have been stabbed, but he could have been stabbed, disabled, and could have took his gun and used it. What? As far as the kid in the school. What, what? You said they would have took his gun. They could have disabled him. Who? He's, he's walking into a crowd. He don't know who's who. If he goes in there without taking using his gun, he could have been stabbed. He could have been hurt. He could have been disabled. My man, or he could have tased the girl, and everybody would be alive today. We've seen, we've seen, we've I have seen, seen people walk through tasers, and we've seen police officers uh, defuse situations. We've seen police officers run from people He's with knives. Defuse the situation, but when you, when a girl has a knife drawn back in the air, that's what he shot. When she took that knife and raised it, yeah, I don't, I don't think I don't think a taser would have worked in that girl. situation. I, I think a taser would have done. So we can all just speculate on what coulda, woulda, didn't happen. But so that girl would have got stabbed if he, he didn't shoot that girl. That other girl would have got stabbed. We've watched videos and you still can't decide. So and you call and, and you started off the conversation with a lie because that was that young lady's house and that was that young lady's property and the nine one the nine one one call came from her house. But you can't say that. It it's not about how it sounds. It's about facts and situations like this. Well, but that's the thing, though. You gotta when you're when you're coming up on a scene like that, and you're the call is that someone is at someone else's house with a knife, threatening them with a knife, and you show up and someone is out there with a knife. Who do you think that is? Yeah, but he he was wrong in that situation. And by the way, four, four wrong, and by the way, like so talking about she should have stopped when he told her. And to. listen, you don't think four shots is excessive? He could have, he could have no, shot. I do not. He could have shot no, the girl. He could have shot the. He could have shot the girl. The threat is oh, neutralized. He could have shot the when girl that he was trying no to protect. In a position to do damage. He could have shot the girl that he was trying to protect. But he didn't. He could have, but he, he didn't. He didn't. And and like he said, once like, again, that, man, that I'm not. But he didn't. I don't think what he was supposed to do. It's very get charged because that that he like he said he pull up to the scene. He don't know what's going on. He sees a girl chasing a girl with a he knife sees about to stab. Someone he has a, a, attempting to use deadly force right. on another human being, and he stopped her. He's not. He's, he's not going to be charged. He's not going to be charged. No, and, he's and, not. He shouldn't be. And he shouldn't be. But my point is this: Why is it always fatal force with black people? By the way, do do this for me. Show me an example where fatal force is not used because we've seen it every way we've seen it when a person has a knife in their hand we've seen it when, it, when a person doesn't have something yeah, in their hand we see it when a person is just sitting you in can't their car change the goalpost like if you're going to talk about that case she was going she had the knife up about to stab the young girl he had to stop her from stabbing the young so girl so show he didn't me what happened he was trying to now, save the okay. young girl so that so that so that should never be any plan b when it comes to black people it's just shoot to kill no, every no. time. I mean, it, every Let's case is different. No, it's not, though. No. And goes to the one where the young not. man got shot in the school. Yes. It's his that, fault, it too. May sound, it may sound silly. It may sound crazy. 
But I believe if they had police officers stationed in that school, that wouldn't have happened. Because the mean? police officers would have known that young man. I don't. I don't now, think. I, I, now I, we don't. We don't know that there's security in the school or not. We don't even know if he had a gun. No, no, no. I didn't say security. I said police officers. So I was you, a police officer in schools for eight and a half bro, years. Bro. We took many guns off of kids. There was even there during was, fights. There was police officers in my school, and they don't know every we student. We knew the kids, and they knew us. Yeah, kids do manage to get guns in schools no matter what. We took guns off kids all the time. Hey, I'm with you, brother, but, but I don't we think... We never I, had I, to shoot anybody because the kids knew us and we knew them. Well, guess what? Black people don't get the benefit of the doubt. And that's that's what there I'm trying to explain to you. black people at the schools I worked at. You no said what? No one ever got shot. Well, they, I, they but you're black, right? That doesn't make a difference. Yes, it does. We department. don't get the benefit of the doubt from white police officers. With white folks on my department, they never shot anybody either. Well, good. thank I you. I do agree that Tell community them relations between thank the you, police and the people that they are policing need to improve. And if it does help if you know the people in that community. Man, we've so seen it. We've seen it a lot. We've seen yeah, it a we million times. Yeah, we've seen it a lot, but it, you know. And to, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know what more we need to see to, to show that police officers treat white people Way differently than yeah, they do black yeah, that, people. That is absolutely true. Like that's that's without a they, doubt. They they approach us with fatal fatal force for everything. Yeah, that that is that is without a doubt. But you know, I can't case, say a but. I every, want them to stop using fatal force for everything. You're saying that based off a case, but in that one case where the girl was stabbing the other girl, about to stab that girl, you got to make a decision. If I don't shoot it and I try to taser that other girl, might have been dead. He might have stabbed her. You like if there's deadly force on somebody, your job as a police officer. Four times is excessive, bro. And he's saying that you got to shoot until the person is neutralized. The, the, the lady wasn't attacking him. And then the guy going to yell, blue lives matter after the fact? That, like, come on, bro. All, all that, the blue lives matter, all that shit, stupid. They supposed to neutralize the situation. That man pulled up scared with his gun out already. For he, put, he bought a gun to a knife fight. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up at any time. We got rumors on the way? Yes, Baby Blue from Pretty Ricky was shot. They said he's in critical condition. Mercy. I know, so we're going to start with that. Jesus Christ. All right, we'll get into that next. Is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Happy birthday to DJ Drama. Shout out to DJ Drama. Today's mm. Drama's birthday, so. Drop one of Clues Bombs for DJ Drama. Happy okay. birthday. To my light-skinned brethren. Gangsta Grills, the greatest mixtape series of all time. Yeah, happy birthday, Drama. <laughs> DJs hate when I say that. But it's true, guys. Come on. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Young Miami. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Young Miami is sick of y'all calling her Carisha. Now, she put on social media, I've been feeling violated. Every time a bitch see me in public, they keep yelling, Carisha, stop doing that. I don't like that, because that is her real name. And she asked also, why y'all don't call me Young Miami? Well, here she explains it even more. Bitch, don't call me by my name, because when I give you that, and I keep walking, don't be like, oh, yeah, she rude. It's not that. Don't do that, bitch. I read you like, hey, Miami, Miami, or some shit like that, but for you to just bluntly be like Carisha <laughs> and I look as if you were my mom my daddy my cousin my <laughs> close friend and you're not it's like bitch you're delusional so guess what when you get in my life like you just said Carisha please you're gonna get blocked you're gonna have to make a fake page and I'm gonna block you again I, you know I love the city girls but I'm gonna tell you something if you tell people what not to do <laughs> on social do media they're gonna do more of it so they're going to be yelling Carisha, Carisha, Carisha everywhere she goes. It's going to be a Carisha summer for young Miami. <laughs> Listen, this is all Saucy Santana's fault. 
because he always calls her, and obviously they're good friends, but he always be like, Carisha, Carisha, please. I get where she's coming from, though. Yeah, because if, if your family and friends call you by your government name and you out and about and you hear that, you're going to think it's, it's one of your family friends. and friends. People right, that, it people, always is weird when people are like, Angela. People do that to me, too, sometimes. Like, That's your sure. name. I, look, I, know, I think it's my mom or I think it's my family member. <laughs> <laughs> and it don't do they call you Leonard? Lenard. Lenard. Yeah, yeah all my all my friends call me Lenard. And no, I mean, yeah, people in the street too, but I don't mind that. Lenard! I'm Brother Lenard. Brother Lenard. <laughs> Brother Lenard. Rashawn. Yes. See? He doesn't mind. <laughs> all right, now Instagram is rolling out a new tool that's going to automatically filter out abusive DMs. Are y'all excited about that? So if there's offensive words, phrases, emojis, that won't even show up in your DMs. I don't give a damn about that. I don't even check my DMs. I give a damn about it on the regular page. I block those words anyway. So <laughs> They're also can't. rolling oh, yeah, out yeah, a tool yeah, to allow those. people to block new accounts from harassers. So now if you block somebody and then they try to make another account and that, and with a different name, then it'll block that account too. So any account that person that you've already blocked has created. That's smart. That's that what is, they should right? Do. They should have been did that. Yeah. I like to just restrict people so they think that I'm seeing it and they... They can see it, but no one else can. I block them, I and I block certain words, too. You Protect do? your peace, man. Mm-hmm. What words? I'm not going to tell you. Tell Protect us. your peace. Nope. Okay. Uh, now, Baby Blue from Pretty Ricky is in critical condition. Cops say he was shot in Florida during an attempted robbery. It was around midnight. He was mm-hmm. in the parking mm-hmm. lot of Spares Bowling Alley. He and a friend were next to their vehicles. That's when, according to reports, two armed male suspects approached oh, them. Mercy. They tried to steal his chain. And during that scuffle, he was shot in the left shoulder area. It's unclear Mm. if they did get the chain or not. He was in town for a release party for his new song, Jerry Rice. He was then taken to a local hospital. He remains in critical condition. They do say Mm -hmm. the two suspects fled before cops arrived on the scene. Let me tell you something. It's hard being a black man in America, okay? Every day we wake up is like a video game. We're just trying to survive. We're just trying to make it home. I'm glad Baby Blue is still alive. I'm sending him healing energy. And also to those robbers, if you're going to rob somebody of jewelry, how do you make sure the jewelry is real before you do it? They ain't going to come up with a diamond tester. Let me test that for Our cameraman yelled out diamond tester. Yeah, hey, I'm going to point the gun at him, and then you're going to use the diamond tester. Yep, it's real. Let's get it. No. Because I'm just saying, if you rob somebody for fake jewelry and end up getting real time, then you're going to feel like a real gas. But that was his listening session, though. That was the crazy part. Like, that was his listening session. Damn it, man. Well, that's your rumor report. All right. All right. Front page news next, what are we talking about? Derek Chauvin, what's going on with him in in prison? We'll tell you what they're doing to make sure they protect him and his safety. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela here. And the General Insurance has been helping people save money for nearly 60 years. They offer the quality coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Make the right call and go with the General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. Some restrictions apply. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, ye? Well, at-home rapid COVID tests will soon be available at CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart. They're going to take about 15 minutes to get you those results. You don't need a prescription for it. And as far as the cost, it'll be $23.99 for one of the tests from Illum, which is an Australian company. The other one is going to be $38.99. And how is it? Is that a blood one or is that a nose swab or Charlemagne's favorite Anal? You like the anal swab. Don't you lie on me. You like doing the anal swab, then doing the nose swab right after with the same Q-tip. <laughs> Shut up. Which one is it, ye? 
Oh, I'm not sure. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, specify. It just says that it's an antigen self-test for infection, and it's easy. Oh, this one's a nasal swab. Nasal. For sure. One okay. of them's a nasal swab. Um, but let me ask you this: If you want to travel, right? If you've already been vaccinated, mm-hmm. do you still need a negative COVID test yes. to travel? So you still need both. Yep. Okay. Yeah, because you can still catch COVID even mm-hmm. though you're vaccinated. Definitely All right, both. just asking. Because I know some places, if you just have your vaccination card. Nope. In the place that you're going, you need a test, too. No, no, I'm getting uh, one. I'm not vaccinated yet. Yeah. Yeah, he gets so excited when he hear that word test. He love getting that test. <laughs> what are you talking They do ain't no swabs up here. No, they don't. You're Stop a liar. It. He does. You're the only one who gets them. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, man. You got a personal physician. <laughs> All right, now Derek Chauvin is being kept away from other inmates, and that is for his safety. They're at the most secure unit in Minnesota, in the Minnesota prison system. And right now they said the ACU is the most secure unit. Administrative segregation is used when someone's presence in the general population is a safety concern. So every cell in the unit has a camera that's monitored at all times. And corrections officers do rounds every half hour to check each inmate's status. He's one of 41 inmates that's housed in that facility out of the nearly 350 people who are being held there at Oak Park Heights. I think he's going to kill himself. Y'all don't think think so? so? No, I think somebody's going to hurt him in jail, though. Oh, and nobody gonna get to him in jail. You don't think so? I think nah, somebody nah, will. Nah, I think nah, they will. He's too. He's, he's too. He's too protected in there. He gonna be by himself the whole time. You gotta go in GP sometimes. General like, population sometimes. Didn't he lose his wife before the case? He did. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. He don't really got nothing. To, I, I think he's gonna kill himself. That's why I hope they have well, him on suicide he's probably, watch. Also, probably you know he's. I'm sure planning to fight. Uh, the prosecution's request before a sentencing hearing. So he's expected to appeal his conviction. So maybe he's going to wait and see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, but yeah. Right now they got to keep him away from everybody because you can imagine what might happen. Now in uh, North Carolina, a deputy has fatally shot a black man, but police have still not released a lot of details about what happened. This happened about 8.30 a.m., on Wednesday in Elizabeth City, Andrew Brown Jr. is the person's name. I heard about that. They haven't released the name of that deputy yet. <laughs> and according to a neighbor, they call him Drew. They said he wasn't a violent person. I don't believe that officers really did that because he wasn't a threat to them. He was driving off even though he's trying to get away. She lives on the same street and she ran out of the house because she heard the gunshots. So he was in the car. The car skidded out of Brown's yard and eventually hit a tree, according to Williams. They said he was 42 years old. He had a history of, of course, they bring this up, drug charges and a misdemeanor drug possession conviction. And, and I, I think I read yesterday, too, that he had 10 kids. See, they, they always try to paint the picture because they want to, I know they're trying to make it his fault. I don't even know the situation, mm-hmm. no but that's what they do. They always, they put the character out there. So they say he had a misdemeanor drug charge and he had 10 kids. As if that has anything to do with anything. Nothing at all. All right. Well, the DA is promising accurate answers and not fast answers as they are probing why that deputy fatally shot Andrew Brown Jr. And and, and once again, this is why I gave the Las Vegas Raiders donkey today yesterday, uh, because there is no sigh of relief. There is no sigh of relief in this country until there is some proper police reform put in place. I saw that George Floyd's brother did thank the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I said yesterday during Donkey, I disagree disagree with him, too, because he said that George Floyd's, uh, I mean, Derek Chauvin's conviction, him getting found guilty means freedom for all. That's Mm. not true. No. It's just not. And and, and what you just said, what this case you just explained, proves that. We, We already talked about three different situations this morning. Right, he said, four. let's take this breath together four? in honor of my big brother who couldn't. He said, let's do it for George. Four cases this morning. We already talked about four cases this morning. So listen, yes, I'm happy that Derek Chauvin got found uh, guilty. I'm happy that, you know, the, 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 Floyd Flam- the, the Floyd family, 
you know, got the justice that they were seeking, but that doesn't mean freedom fall. Yeah, think about it. I mean, we talk about so many cases, you don't even remember, you, you figured Dwayne Wright, right? You figured the young lady. Dante. Dante Wright. Dante Wright. The young lady with the stabbing mug. Makaya. Mm-hmm. And you think about the uh, the the young man. The young man, Anthony, gun. what's his name? Anthony Thompson, I think his name was. Who dropped the gun. He dropped the gun. Allegedly. Uh, in the school, in the high school. The high school. Mm-hmm. And yes. then the North Carolina case. That's five. Jesus Christ. Once yeah. again, yeah, ain't no breathing, no sigh of relief, bro. And I didn't give you all of them. Jeez. I don't even know, like, the names. is like some, it's, oh my God. Adam Toledo, that was a 13-year-old. Adam Toledo. That was Chicago. last week, right? Yeah, that was the yeah. footage that came out last week. Hey, all right. Well, that is front page news. Now, when we come back, Master P and his two sons will be joining us. Hersey mm. and Mercy. We'll talk to them. Now, Master this is P. some positive news. Yes, it is. Okay, this is a brother. Master P is a generational curse breaker. Mm-hmm. He's changing all narratives. I love what he's doing with Hersey and Mercy, his sons. Yeah. So we'll talk to him when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got some special guests in the building. Master Product. Master yes. P. That's what the yes. P stands for. Master Product. With his sons, yes. Hersey and Mercy. Welcome, fellas. Yes. P yes. came in here with a big bag with everything. Man, he got everything. I'm going to just tell y'all, ain't nobody got more product than me in the industry. I keep telling y'all, it's 90% business, 10% talent. Mm-hmm. So any artist or producer, what happened when that over with? Mm-hmm. Your career over with. Uh, we got to start thinking trust funds, mm-hmm. uh, family trust. You look at what happened with DMX, Black Rob. It's like we got to start thinking bigger. And mm-hmm. that's why I said we need a hip hop union. But I, I've been dealing with Dr. Sasha Spade, and uh, we're going to come up with something about trust funds. So we need to make sure the industry understand that. And product always talent. My son's hell of a basketball player, but they're not going to be dumb jocks. Mm-hmm. Right. They're going to be owning business, they're going to be able to do other stuff, that when they look at us, they look at me come from hip-hop, my boys educate. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So, Hurst and Mercy, that's what I love about them. They eight students, some of the top basketball players in high school in the world. Congratulations to both of y'all. Y'all, y'all just won a state championship, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, and then Hersey, you going to Tennessee State? Tennessee State. Yep, yeah. and you got a scholarship offer already too, right, Mercy? Yeah, I got it. I got a couple offers. And you're only Already? a freshman. Yeah. God, it's not a game. Yeah. How does it's that make a... you feel, P, as not, a father? It, it, it make me feel good, man, because we, we come a long way. And uh, even my younger son, he's already, they got high schools now. Next year, the rules is changing. They're trying to pay kids to go to high schools and stuff. So they, wow. got, a, they got a program just called me to pay me to get him. Say, we want the top players. I'm like, man, we're about education. Like we we bigger than that, mm-hmm. and then with 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 uh, Hersey already, you know, with the NCAA, the rules are changing in August, so I got two deals on the table for both of them, but I can't do it till August. I mean, mm-hmm. I made four hundred dollars a month playing basketball at a top university, but now he got a deal on the table. We got agents, advertising agents, can use their likeness. He already got a deal for two point five million dollars, and he'll probably be the highest paid player at any college, not just a HBCU. Wow. And that, that's, that's when it's being able to stay in school. And then my younger son, he got a deal on the table for a million, but we can't even take it right now because, but the rules are changing. I love that my kids are ballers, but education is more important. I'm teaching them about business, about giving back, about not forgetting where you come from. And so mm-hmm. I, I just respect Hersey's move about 
going to a HBCU and mm-hmm. putting the spotlight on it because that's that's going to change the game. Now, mm-hmm. we talk about it all the time, and we've been talking about it for the last, I don't even know, 10 years we've been on this radio, if one yeah. athlete decided to go to a HBCU. So mm-hmm. why was that decision important for you to say, you know what, I'm going to go against the grain, I'm going to do something that nobody else goes. Now, you know, most kids say, I want to go to not an HBCU because usually HBCUs don't get the TV time. They don't get the notoriety. But you was like, F that, I'm going to change why. Well, with, uh, with me, I always thought outside of the box, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm different. Uh, I feel like with me going to HBCU, I can make a difference. And that's what I did. I wanted to make a change and uh, put a spotlight on for all the HBCUs around. Uh, my dad always taught me to be a leader. And uh, I just made that decision off of my own decision. And I felt like it's the right decision. And like I said, I want to change the narrative. So. How many schools did you visit? Uh, I visited like five or six schools. Like I, I, I had a bunch of offers, but Tennessee State is the one stuck out to me for sure. That's gonna be so exciting for everybody there, by the way. Yeah. And financially, like the people that are gonna go to the games, all the. So you now, can we talk about that? So now that you said things are changing, right? Yeah. Well, how? So what? How does the the deal get structured? People are coming at me, and they know that they are my kids, and putting millions of dollars on the table because they know Hershey played with the number one player in the country. And we just won state. He was the lead scorer of the game. He then led them to him and Mercy to state championship. Mercy, as a freshman, he had 15 punts in the state championship game. He had 24 punts. I mean, a lot of advertising agencies realized that these kids are the future. I'm happy because now they're investing into the future, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so these these companies already see it earlier. Like Hershey always say, uh, when you look at what is uh, Damon Little, yeah, yeah, Damon Little. Like, nobody really believed in him, and now he's one of the top players in the NBA. But imagine if you caught those guys up front. That's right. my kids had to work for everything. Right. Like, I made, they know they work horses, but we put God first. None of them had a car. Like, I didn't buy my yeah. kids cars. <laughs> like, they walked to school. Yeah, no. They rode their bicycles, you know, and that's what got them in the shape they got because I wanted to teach them hard work. Yeah, I feel most people don't see that, too. They probably just think that we have everything handed to us. That's not the case. Like, me and Mercy work, like, we from the project, you know, like we mm-hmm. put in the work every day. Uh, like my dad said, I'm not getting a car until I go to college. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a blessing being able to do that, though. But one day I'm going to get him a car, too. So. That's, hey, that's, that's hard, right? <laughs> when you come from me, it's like your, your daddy is peace. So he, he, yeah. he got money. But even as a parent, it's like, how do you instill in your kids the right amount of work ethic and not be spoiled and not yeah. feel privileged? Well, you know what? I want them to be successful even when I'm not here, I want to build a generational wealth so I know what got me here, hard work. Because mm-hmm. even you hear a lot of these artists crying once their careers are over. You got to figure something else out. And that's what I'm doing. We started business, so let, let me show you with my boys. I know y'all seen this. I started this. this with my boys. The 25-year ice cream man anniversary, <laughs> and we got our own ice cream. It only makes sense. Mr. Yeah. Ice Cream Man, we got our own ice cream. What's it called? Look great. L.A. Great. L.A. Great. Okay, L.A. Okay. Great. It took us 25 years, but this the best tasting ice cream you could get. Uh, we got lactose free. Uh, Thank God. Yeah. We that. got dairy free. Dairy <laughs> free. And then all natural southern ice cream. But I'm going to show you how much product I got. That's what I'm talking about. Preparing. Got the ice cream. Okay. You got, got the, the water. L.A. Great water. Mm-hmm. I got something for you. I got the wifey. You know what I'm saying? The, the, that's the that. wine right there, okay. just in case. Mm-hmm. Pass that to her. Oh, don't forget the, your energy drink. That's a good too. Oh, it? yeah. The King Kong and energy drink. It says make them say, uh. Yep. Who the who cereal. Okay, we, we see those. Keep going. Yep, yep, yep. I got the baking soda in case you want to bake something. Baking soda. Oh, oh, baking soda. <laughs> yeah. so, uh, Master product, I'm trying to tell y'all. Look. The ramen noodles. Okay. Ramen snacks. Noodles. Okay. Oh, I got the fish fry. This is going to be in Kroger's. This will be in Kroger's next week. 
<laughs> so, Percy and Mercy, I don't think y'all gonna be able to sign no other endorsement. Deal. <laughs> no, they're not so big. Like you said, we do it all as a family. Like we but, got our series. So this everything. the shoes. This y'all the Miyadis. Y'all see what we doing. Charlemagne, remember you was talking. You see why I'm mad. Now yeah, getting yeah, better getting with better, time. Yeah, yeah. You're getting better, absolutely. You 100%. know what I'm saying? Are you gonna come? I know you come out with a basketball shoe. You basketball got you. shoe, I got, but I gotta get that right. So I'm letting them wear the shoes they love to wear. Okay. And so product outweighs talent. Like I told y'all, li listen to Mystical song. Mystical said, uh, 90% is your business, 10% is your talent. All right, we got more with Master P and Hersey and Mercy Miller, his son. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Master P and his two sons, Hersey and Mercy Miller. Yee. Let me ask you this. Yes. Getting your product in stores, right? Because that's something I'm dealing with right now. Yes. How, how receptive are people? Because obviously there's a limited amount of shelf space. There's competition. Yes. When it comes to these different products. So how have these meetings been going? How is, are they receptive well so for me and that's what i did in new orleans they have a company called ross's and my thing is to get african-american-owned products into those stores and on those shelves and they agreed to do that they agreed to put money back into the community and i just love it it's hard mm -hmm. it's hard for us to get our product onto those shelves so now we have an avenue if the product is good we're able to get it in these stores right. and and i, I talked to the owners of those companies to say, and, and I, already, I already started putting other products of other African-American small-owned business into those stores. So I just think that we got to make good product, and we also have to support it. I'm talking about as as consumers. You know, the hard part is, is, is finding the stores that they're in. Like, you know, same thing with you. Like, I got a water. Yeah. Positivity water. We got it in Hudson and all the airports, which was very difficult. Yes. Got it in City Trends. But the problem is, it's like, when I go to a New York store, a New York gas station, I would love to support, yes, but they don't have it. They yeah. only have a certain amount, so it's kind of focusing on the distributors to make sure we get in there. And I guess he's trying to say, how do we make sure we get it in all those stores that these distributors are are focusing on on minority-owned businesses as well? Social media is changing the game, so we just have to go harder on social media to make sure that they get our products. And I think you know all these companies that say they want diversity, they saying that they putting back and helping small business. Right. We're gonna have to start holding them accountable and saying, okay, well, put us in your stores, put us in Walmart, put us in Target, put us in Kroger's, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's the narrative. And that's, that's what I like about the Ralston's thing is like, yeah. they're actually doing something about it. I actually right. have a meeting with them this weekend and I got that meeting because of Greg from Weedat. Okay, Chicken and you know, and I, got, I got Weedat stuff in there. Yeah, exactly. So he yes. got in there and then he called me and he was like, look, I told them about your press juices. And so he set it up, and now I'm going down to the So we got to do that same thing mm -hmm. with Walmart and Target. Mm -hmm. We have to use our resources. I think our problem is we don't understand that. Resources is the—that's how I'm able to survive Absolutely. 25 years in the business, keeping good relationship and resources. And I think that's what people don't—they don't do. You know, but it, it, it's also about education. Like, even with my kids, I say, okay, what's economics? Economics uh, is a study of how society uses limited resources. Yeah. What's investment? To allocate money or current financial resources in order to achieve uh, high gains in the future. That's God what I'm talking about. That's what, it is. <laughs> you know what, That's like what I'm school. talking about. <laughs> I, I, my, my whole thing is we need to be sending our kids to college <laughs> instead of the prison. When I was 18 and 15, we wasn't thinking like that. So my whole thing is if I want to build generational wealth, because it's not what I have. All this is temporary. I don't care nothing about the money. We don't live for the money. But if we could leave an imprint on this planet, so when they look at us, oh, yeah, Master P started a rough life. He started from the streets. But look at my kids. They're not going to 
have to go through what I went through, but I'm still going to teach them hard work. You a generational curse breaker, Pete. Yeah. And that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. So people can't get mad at me if they locked up or they don't have nothing. They own a condo. You want to hang on a condo, you're never going to have nothing. Now, if I could tell your future by your friends. And I think our culture don't get that. Mm -hmm. So if you sitting around, you angry, you mad, and you talking about something, I don't care about what I did 20 years ago, Charlotte. That's right. I'm Same. focused on the now, how mm -hmm. to grow, how to get better, how to ha have my kids a better life. You know, I'm not crying about, oh, well, this person didn't do this for me. Uh, man, once time go by, you got to keep moving because time don't wait for nobody. Like I told them, everybody got 24 hours. If you hanging in a club, partying, or chilling, you ain't going to have nothing. And don't get mad at me because I'm shining 25 years later. And I'm not even making money off of no music. I'm doing something totally different. Now, P, you had a lot of artists, right? Yes. And people were talking recently about Black Rob and was mm -hmm. like, Diddy should be helping and Diddy should be doing this. Um, and we should be starting a union. I kind of feel like the, the, the industry should be like the NFL or the mm -hmm. NBA. When you get into that league, when you get into that place, they have a guy that shows you what to do with your money and how to invest your money, what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. You feel like the industry should be doing the same because, you know, you get somebody from the hood that's never had anything, you give them two, three $300,000, they don't know what to do. They don't know how to make that Yeah, last so moment. let me tell you, we do need a union, and I said that a long time ago. Uh, I think the problem is we're not holding self-accountability. Drugs is killing our people, man. And we're not holding ourselves accountable. So we like to blame it on everybody, but what about the big record companies? I, I, you know, we, you, you perked the finger at the ditties and, and all that stuff, but what about the Jimmy Iveens and all these guys that you don't talk about? I've never seen nobody say nothing. They the ones who got the money. Diddy the middleman to these big corporations, mm -hmm. which he made a good life for himself, but I've never seen nobody angry or uh, frustrated, because uh, those guys should be helping. Those guys made billions of dollars. Diddy might have made millions, but he's still a middleman to the gateway. So I'm I'm just disappointed at our culture mm -hmm. that nobody never, you know, you, you get angry and upset at these guys, but Diddy did what he had to do. So think about this. And Black Rob, I love him, man. And DMX, all these guys. And these guys, amazing talent. But that's what they wanted to do to be. They signed up to be talent. And so when that talent is over, that's why, I'm, that's why I'm doing this with my kids. Like, don't just be talent. Like, when I signed that deal with them big companies, they don't care if I lose everything and go back to the hood. That's right. But nobody going to say nothing about it. But if if I sign the artist and then now they don't make it or they're doing bad, you're going to look, oh, that's your fault. No, you don't understand the process. A lot of these guys get greedy and they want to go do their own thing. I let a lot of guys go. I've never said, you got to stay with me. I'm going to break your leg or something. Like, I'm like, no, man, you don't want to be with me. It's like a relationship. Go on about your life. I let him go on. Snoop went on and did what he had to do. We got a great relationship. Some of the guys didn't do what they need to do. They angry and upset. Mm -hmm. So a lot of these guys sitting around angry and upset. You can't blame Diddy or Jay-Z because everybody going to die. Like even the young artists right now because they dying young, mm -hmm. 19, 20 mm -hmm. years old. You better start thinking about something else and how to last and survive. And I think that's what that's what we're not doing because I, I, I keep going back to his education and stop pointing the finger. So when somebody go to jail, so this is what I'm, this I want to tell y'all, which we don't talk about, which is sad. If somebody go to jail, we always say free somebody. What about the family that lost their lives or their kid that got killed doing this incident or whatever? It's two sides to every story. That's right. I mean, we dealing with so much police brutality, and it's it's crazy. But at the same time, go look at the numbers. I looked at the thing in Philadelphia. Well, how many of us killing us? It's way more than that. But we don't want to talk about that because that ain't good to talk about. 
But what I'm saying, how are we going to educate us? How are we going to educate our kids? For me, having my kids walk out the street saying, you know what? Don't just think you got rights. Your rights is to get home. Parents, we got to teach that to our kids. The one right, if you go to jail, I can get you out. I want to get you home and we can figure it out. That's part of the truth, though, because, I mean, we've seen people comply with police officers and still end up dead. Yeah, no, I'm saying, not we, saying yeah, no, we've so, seen people in handcuffs on the ground and still. Charlamagne, I'm saying that they don't have a right to kill us. That's right. Right? right? Yes. They don't have a right to kill us. I'm saying that part, but I'm just saying us. We got to know when we walk out that door what we dealing with. We got to target on our That's back. what I'm saying. Yeah, we, we straight targets. Absolutely. So, you know, think about it. So that's why changing and growing, that's what that's what I've done in my life. I'm not perfect, but I'm saying, you know, yeah, I come from a rough life. I done been thrown on the ground by the police and everything. And then sometimes I'm happy the police around. Because if somebody gets shot at or somebody get killed, where you at? You where the police? The you crying? You mm-hmm. people crying for the police? I don't look at it like police. I look at it at good people and bad people and everything we do. And I'm saying we got to come up with some type of plan and do something. They got the George Floyd Policing Act on the table. Yeah, because yeah. we we done lost too many of us. And that's why I say it, it got to start with economic empowerment. Because if we don't own the blocks or we don't own no property in these communities, we have no verse. All right, we got more with Master P and his two sons, Hersey and Mercy Miller. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Master P and his two sons, Hersey and Mercy Miller. Charlamagne? Hersey, were you tempted by any other offers from other schools? Are you 100% like I'm going to an HBCU? Uh, you know, like I've said, all offers, I had a, a few, a bunch of them on the table. It's just like Tennessee was a place for me, I felt like, because it's a place where I can connect with community, too. And like my dad said, that's a big thing. I want to bring people together, and I felt like I could make a big change. So, yeah, Tennessee State was the one that grabbed my attention mostly. Mercy, mm. do you have any idea where you want to go? I know you've gotten yeah. an offer already. Well, for me, I got offers from HBCUs too, so, I mean, I'm open to anything. Uh, I'm still young right now, so I got time, but, I mean, I'm open to going wherever, so. You don't maybe. have a choice in your head that, like, man, if I get in. <laughs> nah, not right now. Maybe, I'm trying, <laughs> maybe one day, uh, if Hershey does good. I'm going to team up with him. Uh, <laughs> so, we go. We go see. We go see. You yes. think you're better than um, your dad was at his prime? Mm. I believe so. <laughs> <laughs> They're younger now. See, y'all keep Dad's saying that. Back you, know what? Yeah. Look, you, can't, you can't compare that. Because, like, Mercy, 6'4", freshman, he a shooter. Hersey, 6'3", punk guard. That's, like, but they quick, fast. They dunking on people. They do, you know, so... At my time, I showed him. I said, "Different play style." Yeah, it's a different yeah. game. But just like people try to compare Jordan and uh, LeBron James, you can't. You'll never mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. You'll never get a chance to see that. So I just think that I'm happy that I made it to a level, and now they can make it to a level even further than me because this is all they do. Why? Why? Why y'all team doesn't get the? I guess the, the publicity that LeBron's son team get. If y'all y'all won state and uh, well, y'all... you know, but you know what? It's a process, I believe, because it's LeBron. You know, LeBron. We we beat Brian and James them team. Wow. Like, we, yeah, we beat them by twenty. Oh wow. Yeah. So uh, that should have been a story. I would have think. Yeah, that'd but be a story. you know, sometimes they hide this. Okay, so why John Morant when you had John Morant and uh, Zion. and Zion? So you only heard about Zion. Mm-hmm. You never heard about John Morant till you got to the NBA. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing gonna happen with with these boys is that the world because you know you try to hide it but you can't hide hard work ESPN writers are writing about them NBA's owners and, and GM's are starting to talk about them now is it, is it pressure to succeed at Tennessee State no I see that's everyone think I feel I don't have no pressure like my dad said if I just work hard put the work in, I'm gonna be alright yeah and so all y'all in the portal right now transfer portal 
We need a big man, a seven footer. Come on to Tennessee. <laughs> I'm just telling y'all right now, this is where you want to be at because the spotlight is coming. You know, I want to talk to you about being a parent, man. Like, yeah. what what do you think Hersey and Mercy have that you didn't have growing up? What 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 do you think the one fundamental thing is? Somebody that supported me the whole way, even preparing for field. I tell people all the time. You know how many times I feel. You know, me telling my kids that I'm proud of them, even if they don't make it to the NBA. Long as you go to college, we good. That's right. You're going to go and build relationships. You're going to do stuff that a lot of people can't do. Like, even with Hershey right now, going to Nashville, the whole community, every corporation, every business, they want to be a part of what he what he's done because nobody's done it. That's a beautiful city. Stay away from them white girls, though. <laughs> Hershey, stay away from them white girls. There's a lot of beautiful white women in, in Nashville. Okay? <laughs> he going to HBCU. Uh, yeah. That's what, stay on canvas. Okay? <laughs> so it's not a dream of yours to see your sons in the NBA? I would love that, but guess what? The dream, I'm so happy for them already. I think that what, because I don't want to put pressure on them. There's no pressure. Right. It's like you got to do this because you love it. It's if you look happen. at Kobe, what, what, what you think, Mercy? It's going to happen, so. I got two more questions. Is it a requirement for Mercy to go to an HBCU? Nah. Because I know he got the University of Minnesota off already. In. Yeah, he got yeah. he got a bunch. But you know what? My thing is with Hersey, what people don't realize, Hersey was going to go to UCLA, he was going to go to LSU, all these big schools. But like he said, when a coach at Tennessee State contacted him, he could tell that Coach Penny was about him. And that's, that's what you have to find. So when Mercy find that same situation, whether it's an HBCU, I mean, Tennessee State just offered him. Mm -hmm. Just offered Mercy in the ninth grade. Wow. So In uh, Hampton. Ham in Hampton. Yeah. Don't go oh, to Hampton. <laughs> Don't go, go to Hampton, Hampton man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that Eddie graduated, but he went there. I went to Hampton University. <laughs> 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 why, why do you think we don't celebrate moments like this in our culture more, P? I mean, because you got two... Beautiful sons going to college, playing yeah. in high school, balling, yeah. winning state chance. Why we don't celebrate that more? Because the, the negative thing is more important. Like, if they was going to prison, that would be cool. It'd be front line, front page it'd, news. It'd from Master Masterpiece P's sons. Up. See what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It's a lot of self-hate, man. When people see you're successful, you're doing the right thing. Even with me. It's like, but I don't look at it. I think that we get our rewards from God. That's how I look mm -hmm. at it. You know, our rewards going to come. You know, even with my kids, I'm teaching them how to bless other people, to use your talent to bless other people. So we're not looking for to be celebrated. Right. I just think that, you know, we just keep building and doing the right thing, and then we could break that barrier because people probably wasn't looking for this to be coming from me with my kids saying, okay, I want to do something different. They, they don't even want to do what I, like, if they was doing music at their age right now, they would be the biggest rappers in the world, and everybody, oh, yeah, Masterpiece, son, and they, you know, they had... Glocks in their hands mm -hmm. and all that, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? But now you got a, a book and you doing all this math. Like, what's the highest math you doing in high school now? Uh, I'm in calculus. So I'm pretty much the highest right now. AP Calc. So wow. think about it. Like, I we don't could, even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's kind of hard, but uh, there's like derivatives and stuff. Nah, calculus is. To me, it's easy, but to other people, I guess it's hard. But but it's it's like anything. You have to put the work in. Mm -hmm. They don't know. I had to fight because I had good grades. I lived in a project. So they're like, man, you got an eight. You think you better than me. No, man, I just studied. Yeah, people act like being smart is not cool. Mm -hmm. right? I don't understand that. They I want to like... be a square, mm -hmm. a rich square. <laughs> That's right. 
And guess what? I ain't no tough guy. None of that is cool. Just don't mess with me. Leave me alone. Don't mess with my kids. Mm -hmm. and, and I think, too, if you put your trust and faith in God, you ain't got to worry about that. Like, the, the haters going to be there. You know what I'm saying? And that's why from family members to friends, if you don't have nothing, don't worry about it because it ain't my fault. If I gave up right now, my music career have been over. Mm -hmm. If I didn't do all this other stuff, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. <laughs> so you still would be pouring in the project because even the money I gave you the first time, you just blew it. So you're just looking for me to give you something all the time. And then if I don't give it to you, you mad and angry and upset. I'm cool. I love all my family, my friends. But I feel like now I'm going to help underprivileged kids. I'm going to help the elderly. Like, I'm not just wasting my money on people that think just because they grew up with me, I got to give them something. Well, P, it's always a pleasure when yeah, you man, come, man. man. It's so much free jewelry. Yeah. And Hersey and Mercy, we rooting for y'all. Yeah. Don't let anybody Thank trick y'all out position. There's haters out there who don't want to see you succeed, who mad your daddy and Romeo been out here succeeding all these years. So stay focused, young kings. The devil work hard, but God works harder, man. There you go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, thank y'all for joining us. Yes, sir. Thank it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Whoopi Goldberg is on the cover of Variety. They are actually celebrating her 30th anniversary of her <clears throat> historic Best Supporting Actress Oscar win for Ghost. Mm. That's huge. She's uh, also an EGOT winner. That means she has um, the Emmy, the Grammy, the Oscar, mm -hmm. and the Tony. So... Mm -hmm. Not a lot of people have that. And back in 1991, when she won, she was the first black woman to receive that award in over 50 years and helped make the first black female EGOT winner. So that's historical for her. Drop on the clues bounce for Whoopi Goldberg. She deserves all her flowers. Yes, she does. So she's working on a movie now. She's writing a superhero movie about an older black woman. She said, since I was a little kid, I've been obsessed with superheroes. They're all saving the earth all the time. But do you know who's really going to save the earth? Old black women. That's a fact. So what is it called? Grandma? She didn't say yet, but uh. she's writing it. So, yes. As far as her being on The View, she said, I'm there until I don't think I can do it anymore. But I'm not there yet. All right, so mm -hmm. let's make sure we pick that up. Now, LeVar Burton has gotten the guest host on Jeopardy. More than 246,000 fans signed a petition online that they wanted him to have that opportunity. So he thanked everyone. He said, thank you to all of y'all for your passionate support. I'm overjoyed, excited, and eager to be guest hosting Jeopardy and will do my utmost best to live up to your faith you and me. You made a difference. Go ahead and take my word for it this time. I can't think of nobody else who'd be a better host than Jeopardy. Because to be on Jeopardy, you got to read a, a lot of books. I'm sure that the host of Reading Rainbow has read a lot of books in his life. Jeopardy would mm -hmm. be perfect for him. I think he'd be great at it. Yeah, other guest hosts are Robin Roberts, Doris, George Stephanopoulos. Um, there's been a whole they bunch of... They all got day jobs, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. And Ellen DeGeneres has been criticized for admitting to... Drinking three weed drinks and then taking some melatonin and then driving uh, her wife, Portia de Rossi, to the hospital. Listen to this. So Chelsea Handler told me about these, like, weed drinks. I drank one and I didn't feel anything, so I drank three. And then I took two, like, melatonin sleep pills. And I'm laying in bed and I realize she's not in bed. I, I said, are you okay? And she's like, uh... I get out of uh, bed and she's on the ground on all fours. So, um... I rushed her to the emergency room. You prior. drove her yourself? I did. I mean, Ooh. I kicked in, like, my adrenaline was like, because I just had to rush her there. 
Good. Who was that interviewer? Drop on the clues. Jimmy bombs. Kimmel. Drop on the clues bombs for Jimmy Kimmel. Nice sneak question. Got her all caught up, didn't he? You know what he was doing? You drove her there? Supposed to catch yourself right there, Ellen. No, I didn't no, drive. I didn't drive. I didn't drive. I didn't drive. I didn't drive. He got her. Got her good. Well, Portia de Rossi ended up uh, having emergency surgery. She had appendicitis. Mm. But you can't drive under those conditions. I don't know if y'all ever Not taken melatonin. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, it's either. a sleep aid, but it's like an all-natural sleep aid. It's not a, So it's not like sleeping pills where it feels like you're heavily medicated. It's natural. I thought that was something white people took to try to get melanin. I had no, no idea that's what it was. But when I, because uh, I've taken melatonin before, and it's a nice restful sleep. Like you sleep all throughout the night, but when I'm out, I'm out. Nope. So. And then, nope. I guess the daytime talk show hosts don't give a damn anymore, huh? I remember there was a time where daytime talk show hosts would try to come off all perfect and prim and proper and say the right thing at all times. Either that or Jimmy just caught her with a good question. I think he caught her with a good swerve question. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know, Ellen DeGeneres, I think, on her behalf, uh, just even her having that show is was very controversial for her at first, you know? So. Well, she'll be apologizing today, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You think apologizing? <laughs> they should be apologizing. For uh, I mean, what can you say? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry for driving while intoxicated. But people are like, she could have killed someone. I'm so sick I mean, of her entitled she, ass. She, she definitely could have. You better tell people, you better not do that. That was a terrible idea. She'll apologize. All right, now, Cordae. So it's not the weed, then. It's the, it's the melatonin. It's that's the combination. It's all both. of those things. Hey, and and any one high. of those things. You're not supposed to drive under the influence In of California. anything. California majority of the people are probably driving high. You're not supposed to. You're not supposed to, but they probably are. Okay. It's the melanin. Melatonin. <laughs> there you go. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Now, Corday has a new EP, Just Until. It's only four songs, but it's a strong, solid four songs. And here is Thornton Street for you. Section 8 with food stamps, refrigerator was packed. You hate it when I talk about this, but I'm stating the facts. Before I dropped Family Matters, should have sent them a text. I guess that wish was only right that the resentment was next. My pops taught me a lot, I get angry in respect. Mm. Went to prison for a while and used to call me collect. Mm. Yeah, we lived in different states, but we were always connect. When I got robbed at gunpoint, you took the bus up the check. Mm. Almost lost my favorite aunt because of this shit that I said. Took informing their opinions based on this shit that they read. Cordae is nice. It gets busy. Drop on the clues bombs for Corday. Corday's just simply nice. So Just Until is available now. And four songs, like I said, Q-Tip is on the first song, More Life. By the way, happy belated birthday to Q-Tip. Mm -hmm. Then Dreaming Color, What's Up? Featuring Young Thug and Thornton Street, which you just heard. And that is your rumor report. Mariah did that today. I was just thinking, like, if my son said, yeah, I know that. He, yeah, it's my dad. I don't know how I would feel about that. Say what? Nah, just, just. just what did Corday say? He said, uh, play, the, play that little snippet again. Section 8 with food stamps, refrigerator was packed. You hate it when I talk about this, but I'm stating the facts. Before I dropped Family Matters, should have sent them a text. I guess that wish was only right that the resentment was next. My pops taught me a lot. I get that with respect. I get that in respect. I get that in respect. All right. What? That is your rumor report. I get you about that. You saying they should be more honor, I guess? I, I can't say. Uh, but that might be in there. Yeah. <laughs> might, they might have a different relationship. I yeah, don't you know. Right. My dad is, what, 79? I, I think my dad, is, yeah, yeah, he's still shit. And by five. the way, if you got a, if your pop, what if, what if Cordae Pops grew up saying to him, what's up, little nigga? Yeah, you're right. That's my little nigga. What's up, nigga? When I get older, still, when I get older, I'm going to return some of them niggas. You old nigga. That's all. All right. Well, who are you giving your donkey to? Uh, Brett Favre. He needs to come to the front of the congregation. We we need to have a word with him. Word with him. You want to play a game after? 
Sure. <laughs> if you want to. You want to play football? Huh? I no, bet you want to be quarterback while no, I'm center. stop. See, you play too much. Talk to the days up next, man. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Our Audible pick of the day is Half Light, a fantastic Atlanta-based story about sisterhood and love from best-selling author Tyeri Jones. Your first 30 days of Audible Plus are free. Sign up at audible.com slash breakfast club. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day, ex-jungle I'm a Democrat, so being Donkey of the Day is a little bit of a mixed up. So like a donkey. Yeehaw. Okay. Donkey of the Day. <laughs> the breakfast Club, bitches. I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. <clears throat> Donkey of the Day for Thursday, April 22nd goes to Brett Favre. You know Brett Favre. Quarterback, Green Bay Packer, Minnesota Vikings, Wrangler Jeans, Tractor Trailers, probably produced by inbreeding that guy. Now, he was on his podcast, Balling with Favre, that he hosts with uh, Eric Balling, and he decided to weigh in on the Devil Chauvin verdict. Listen to what he had to say. I find it hard to believe, and I'm not defending Derek Chauvin in any way. Um, I find it hard to believe, first of all, that he intentionally meant to kill George Floyd. Okay, stop right um, there. That being stop a- right there. Stop right there. Uh, Brett Favre, shut the F up forever. Okay? Okay, I can't wait until tomorrow because I need the weekend. I'm exhausted. I am exhausted over explaining black people's right to live, and I am exhausted over explaining why black folks like George Floyd should still be alive. Brett Favre, who called this play for you? What playbook did this come from? How could any human fix their mouth to say that Devil Chauvin did not intentionally kill George Floyd? If I was on that podcast with Brett Favre, I would have asked one simple question. Well, if he didn't mean to intentionally kill him, Brett, what was his reason for kneeling on George Floyd's neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds? Okay. (laughs) After George was already restrained, on his stomach, handcuffed, hands behind his back, what was the reason for kneeling on his neck for nine minutes and 29 seconds? How wasn't it intentional? Now, Brett did say what Derek Chauvin did was uncalled for. Let's hear it. I find it hard to believe, and I'm not defending Derek Chauvin in any way. Um, I find it hard to believe, first of all, that he intentionally meant to kill George Floyd. Um, That being said, his actions were uncalled for. I don't care what color the person is on the street. I I, I don't know what led to that video that we saw where his knee is on his neck, but the the man had thrown in the towel, and it it was just uncalled for. Why, Why can't folks like Brett Favre just take the L? If what he did was uncalled for, how about leave it at that? That's how someone with influence uses their voice. Let your audience know, Brett, that what he did was simply uncalled for, period. You don't have to shoot him any bell. You don't have to cape for the guy. That's not even your man. I can understand Method Man putting the cape on Red Man at the verses and holding his cape for him while he performs Superman Lover. That's his man. They on stage, one of the greatest musical tag teams of all time. But what reason, Brett Favre, do you have to put a cape on Derek Chauvin and hold on to it for? Who's playing stuff while I'm doing my donkey? Envy. Yeah, Jesus right, Christ. Envy. Once again, if what Derek Chauvin did wasn't intentional, then what was it? Okay, anything I'm doing for 9 minutes and 46 seconds is intentional. If I'm doing it for 9 minutes and 46 seconds, I'm being intentional about it. I've done donkey of the days that are that long. Imagine me saying after a 9 minute, 46 second donkey of the day, it wasn't intentional. Okay, if I kneel on a person's neck and they're telling me they can't breathe, but I keep my knee still on their neck after receiving that information, when they stop breathing, I have, an, I have intentionally killed that person. And guess what, Brett? A jury thought the same. Now, Brett Favre voted for Donald Trump. 
I don't think that has anything to do with anything here, but I'm just doing what Fox News does to, uh, to black <laughs> victims of police violence, okay, which is bringing up things from his life to paint the narrative I'm trying to paint. You want another one? Uh, Brett Favre was on the Andrew Clavin show, and he said that he wants politics out of sports. Listen. I think both sides, for the most part, want to see it just remain about the sport, not about politics. I know when I turn on a, a game, I want to watch a game. I want to watch players play and teams win and lose, uh, come from behind. I want to watch all the, you know, the important parts to the game, not what's going on outside of the game. And I think the, the general fan feels the same way. Well, Brett, you have to practice what you preach, okay? Change starts with you. The same way you don't want to hear any political or social commentary in sports, we don't want to hear any political or social commentary from you, okay? Shut up in podcasts. These, 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 these guys, man. I just, I need a blackboard up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Shut up and throw footballs, Brett. Shut up in MAGA. Nah, he probably likes that one. Shut up and wear Wranglers? Oh, okay, 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 okay. I like that. How about just shut the F up forever? Okay. Please let Kathy Griffin give Brett Favre the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mayo the biggest hee-haw. This drama's totally ruined my landing. I just want you I to know it. that. You just, Emmy, I know you're not talking. You you just just totally... Emmy threw me off over here. Emmy was over here playing stuff on his phone. Yeah, <laughs> no, I wasn't. I'm trying to listen the funny to thing is when the phone goes off, I'm like, who in the hall is talking so loud? You. I don't, me? I don't even know why I resigned. <laughs> I shouldn't even have came back. I don't know why resigned is spelled the same as resigned. Okay. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're not going to play a game? I guess no. No. <laughs> I don't want to play with y'all. Y'all ruined it. Y'all just ruined it for me. Just ruined it. How about you be quarterback? Mm-mm. I don't want to be quarterback. Definitely wants to be center. Nothing wrong, nothing wrong with being center. <laughs> okay. All right. Centers at the bottoms. Thank you for that. Quarterbacks at the top. All right. Now, up okay. next, ask ye. But you can do nothing until I give you the ball. 585-1051 if you have relationship questions. See, y'all brought him back. He was mad. <laughs> he was mad and we brought him right back. And now he's back. We know how to bring him right back in. 800-585-1051. Ask ye is next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice? Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep it real. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Yo, this is Anonymous. Anonymous, what's your question for Ye? Okay, first off, good morning, Ye. Good morning. Good morning, Charlotte. Good morning, Envy. Morning, bro. I, I listen to y'all all the time. I'm calling out of Ohio. Long story short, man is sick. We've been dating newly for like, it's been about six, seven months, or the case may be, and long story short, she has a few male friends, like more than three. Mm-hmm. So my question to you, Yee, is how do I deal with that, man? Because I, I ain't really, you know, my past relationships, they, you know, women ain't really had too many male friends, and like me and her argue well, what's, about her and her male friends. Do you, you know, think that, houses, like, you think she's cheating or something? I don't know. She calls it a guilty conscience, but at the same time, it's like, you know, it's, I don't know, yeah. I don't know what to call it, man, because, you know, it's, it's the women, they, they, 
you know, of a show, he always say black men don't cheat, but what about the women? They're tearing us up, man. Well, I just want to say a couple of things here. First of all, the only reason that you have an issue is just because these are guys, right? It's not that you think she's doing something or saw her doing something or caught her doing anything. And she's being honest with you about where she's going and who her friends are. Uh, it ain't necessarily you know, being honest. It's like it's like I'm like they coming out the blue, like okay, all oh, all this uh, this such such all uh, this such such. Oh, damn, buddy stay around the corner. Oh, your BD stay, like, it's too close. The area is too close, man. It's local, it's local, you know, I'm excuse my language, it's local stuff, you know what I mean? Like, I ain't from their city, so it'd be like, I can't really call with, 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 you know, I ain't that type to be in your phone, to be all on your ad, on your butt calling you all the time, you know? It's hard, listen, I'm gonna say this. I have a lot of guy friends. Like, you know, there's a lot of guys I've worked with and a lot of environments I've been in. I've only I've always been the only woman. There's guys that I'm friends with that live near me now who I grew up with and went to school with that I have no type of interest in and nothing has ever happened. I'm friends with their wives, with their families. And I also have always felt like I'm more cautious of people who don't have friends of the opposite sex, because that means that the only relationship they can have with somebody that's not of uh, the same sex of them is somebody that they would date or sleep with. So I don't never have seen a problem with people mm-hmm. having real friends that are legitimate of the opposite sex as long as they're honest, as long as you're able to meet who those friends are and be comfortable around them. And I understand in your place, it's an adjustment, right? This is not something that you're used to. You've never had to deal with it before. But nah, you also- usually the chick, if I have a problem, she, she you know, I, I come in the house, I see a guy, this and a third. You know, she take my energy and then it'd be like, you know, eventually cut off. But just she's standing on what she's standing on, you know? And that's weird. Right. So my whole thing is if she hasn't done anything to make you feel like she is cheating or anything that you're 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 having a feel a gut feeling about and your instinct is telling you it's more than that, and if she's open and honest, then you should be okay and try to see you know what plays out now if things are suspicious if she's sneaking around if these guys are shady to you if you feel like she's lying to you that's a different story yeah i ain't gonna hold y'all up because I, I i know what's going on so yeah listen real quick if i come in the crib and this in the crib Uh-oh. cooking asparagus <laughs> and i don't even cook asparagus like i don't even eat that shit. like i don't even know how to spill it and he in there whipping up <laughs> turning around from the sink to the stove like bro what is you doing <laughs> right. And, and what did she say? And what did she say? They just heard her sit in the kitchen cooking. I mean, just sitting there. Like, you feel me? And you, like I said, you know, you, you know how you check your man's energy. And for my energy, you talk, I'm going a, I'm to a go upstairs or I'm going to, you know, you know, go take a ride or something if I'm feeling indifferent about something. But, dude, he in there trying to flip it. And, man, you don't get Get up out of here, dude. Cause this ain't that tight time. You hear me? Like I'm a I'm a I'm a dark skinned brother, and he's a light skinned brother. Oh so my like, gosh! Excuse me, envy. Excuse me, envy. But <laughs> don't apologize to those beige bastards. Don't you ever apologize to them? Don't you ever apologize to them? It's just hard. <laughs> It's just hard for me to gauge if it's an insecurity thing with you or if something's really going on. Because if she's always been like this since you first met her and she's always had guy friends, she's not doing nothing different than she was. If she's if you have no reason to think she's cheating on you, then it's hard for me to say, oh, she can't have guy friends. Now, I understand boundaries and boundaries are important. If 
if you need to set some boundaries where you're like, I'm not comfortable with guys in your house doing this and that, then that, yes, those are boundaries that she should set because I also feel like when you are in a relationship, if someone is uncomfortable with something and is justifiable, then you have to take that into consideration. And so I agree with you on that, that you have to set some boundaries, but these are conversations. Not that you can't have guy friends, but maybe, okay, I don't want them calling you in the middle of the night. I don't want them in the house when I'm not here. I'm not, I don't want them around like that if I haven't met them yet. But you got to also be reasonable as well. Ain't no mystery. <laughs> okay, your mind is made up. You got it. Yeah, all right. Y'all have a good day, man. <laughs> I'm late for work. All right. I'm about to go have some asparagus <laughs> right now, brother. Asparagus <laughs> makes your peace think, too, by the way. Yeah, what's wrong with him? Nobody wants that <laughs> oh my God! You hating on asparagus? I, I, I love now? asparagus. Now asparagus is one of my favorite vegetables, but it does make you pee stink. So if you walk in your girl bathroom and you smell the odor, you know what it is. Say less, man. <laughs> 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 Ask ye 800-585-1051 If you need relationship advice Hit ye now It's The Breakfast Club Good morning The Breakfast Club Morning everybody It's DJ Envy Angela Yee Charlamagne the Guy We are The Breakfast Club We're in the middle of Ask ye What line you want to go to ye? Uh, line 8 Hello who's this? Yo I'm at the go anonymous On this one Envy all right, anonymous. What's your question I mean, for you? I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you. Once I, once I get my question out, you gonna see why. All right, okay. go ahead, go. All right. Now, I, what I'm trying to do is, I want to get my wife to work out with me to lose some weight. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to sound like I'm some horrible guy or anything like that, cause I'm not. And it's not like she overweight, cause she not. But I just, huh? I said, but. All right, so she's not overweight, but, but you want her to lose weight? Yeah, I mean, she's not like you know super big or nothing like that you know it, it's just us men we i like well let me put it like this when i met her she was a certain size you know we didn't have some kids so of course things gonna change which i can uh, see yeah i'm trying to lose some weight you know okay. what i mean i like I, I ain't trying to make it seem like you know i'm trying to leave uh go someplace else it ain't nothing like that so physically you want her to look how she looked when you met her no not necessarily i just wanted to drop a few pounds is that she she got comfortable and so did i Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I I, I, I had I noticed I'm like, damn, when I sit down I'm like Jesus. Okay, does she does she want to lose weight? Has she been expressing that, man, I gotta get in the gym? Yeah. Mm hmm Okay. No, she she hasn't done all that. She what she's doing, she's been dieting. Okay. But it's like certain things that I know that she can do, she can work out with me. Right. And if she's not working out with me, it's like certain things that I do, I can be like, Hey, this is what I did today. Let me see if you can you know, beat this number or, or do this. So just a little friendly competition. You know what it is? So sometimes I think with working out, like me and my boyfriend work out differently. There's things that he likes to do that I might not might not want to do, and there's things that he likes to do that I don't... There's things that I do that he doesn't like, right? Like, I like to right. do cardio. He doesn't really like to do cardio. He like, you know, right. he'd rather lift weights and things like <clears throat> that. So I think it's important to see what's interesting for both of you to try. Like, maybe you're like, yo, let's try this hot yoga class together or let's do this spin class together on the bike. And there's different things that y'all could try together as a couple so it's not you trying to get her to do your workout. Right, and I've and I asked her. <laughs> I've asked her, like, yo, you know, because I've actually purchased equipment for my home. I got basically have a little home gym. And I'm like, we got it right here. And there's also good things you could do, like what if y'all did a date and you guys went hiking or did something outdoors related? Okay. Uh, you know, I just think that sometimes being creative can be really fun, too. It's like what she's doing, 
she's not getting the, uh, the results that she was uh, getting before. Right, and it could be sometimes we sometimes we work out and it plateaus if we're doing the same thing over and over again. And uh-huh. so that's why you have to switch it up because you keep on doing the same workout, your body gets used to it. That's why you have to always try to adjust right. and do different things. And so, and it is true when you plateau, right. you're like, damn, I'm not doing this no more because nothing's happening and it can be discouraging. And so... I appreciate the fact that you want her to do this for herself because you said she's expressed to you that she's, you know, she's dieting, she's doing different things. But I also feel like it could be you just also putting yourself out there and saying, okay, let's go on a date. We never went hiking before. Let's try this. Let's go for, you know, a walk in the park because things like that, you know, can be motivating also. And then even trying some hot yoga or just different workouts that you guys can do together. Like, let's try some things together. That's actually a fun date night. I remember I did a hot yoga date. I did that um, before, and that was super fun. Okay. Okay. I like that. I like that. And another thing I, I want to say is having good, healthy food in the house really helps. I find even for myself, as long as I don't have a lot of junk in the house, I don't have it there to eat. I try to only buy, like, healthier snacks and just make some adjustments to my diet. I know you said she's been dieting, but, you know, just things yeah. like instead of eating rice, I'll eat a salad. And making sure I cut back on my carbs, you know, make sure maybe for dessert I'll just have some fruit instead of something too sugary. Yeah, I, a food that she has definitely changed. Instead of um, rice, has some quinoa, things like that that get your bowels moving. But, you know, it's a journey, and it's really not easy sometimes. If it was easy for people to lose weight, we'd all be skinny. Right. You know, so just be conscious and aware of that, and don't make it seem like, you're not attracted to her or you're, you're forcing her to do anything. It has to be more like, look, this is good for both of us. Because like you said, you're in the gym. It could be some nice bonding things that y'all could do together that you feel good. The feeling after hot yoga, man, is amazing. So, Okay. And you're right. Once you right, see I those like results, that. it is encouraging. So good luck to you guys. All right. Appreciate it. No problem. All right. Ask Yee, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit Yee. Now you got rumors on the way? Yes, and Eric Andre says that he was racially profiled by police in Atlanta at the airport. All right. We'll Sounds get like in- a really bad trip for him. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Club. Hey, <laughs> Big Pooh Shiesty. Drop on the clues bomb for Memphis, man. I keep telling y'all and I keep repeating it. Memphis got the best rappers in the game right now. I was listening to uh, Moneybag Yo's His album. album. It's crazy. It's really, really dope. Big Scars album, is, Big Scars album, uh, the Grim Reaper is really, really dope too. But I just want to say, without a shadow of a doubt, Mark Anthony has nothing on Moneybag Yo. You are a damn. Hey, hater. hey, has Moneybag Yo got diamonds? He, he got diamonds. He got a lot of diamonds. And he got more oh, yeah, diamonds sure. than Mark Anthony. Sure I know he got more diamonds than Mark Anthony. I don't know that you can compare Mark Anthony okay. and yeah. Moneybag Yo. Mark Anthony, I think makes better investments than that. But just saying. Well, y'all are the idiots Ooh. taking me serious, knowing I'm being sarcastic. He getting on. Sensitive, right? Ooh. I'm not, getting but I'm sensitive. not being sarcastic. I'm though. not getting sensitive. Money, Mark Anthony ain't got nothing on money back, yo. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Eric Andre. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So Eric Andre is saying that he was a victim of racial profiling during an interaction with police inside the Atlanta airport. He said he was singled out by two plainclothes police, police officers Wednesday at the airport. The cops stopped him on the jet bridge for a random drug search as he was trying to board his flight. He said on, on Twitter, Keisha Bottoms, he tweeted at the mayor, if anyone is at Delta Terminal T3 in Atlanta, please get me the officer's names. Talking to my lawyer now. Need a good Atlanta lawyer. 
And then he said, Keisha Bottoms, please help me. Two of your officers stop me on the jet bridge at Terminal 3 in the Atlanta airport for a random drug search. Please, someone give me the name of a good Atlanta lawyer. So he goes on uh, to say all of this on Twitter to the mayor. He said, at at the moment, I was the only person Mm -hmm. of color online. Keisha Bottoms, I know this is in the police department you weren't representing in your airports. Then he said, they let me go. I'm on the plane in the air. I'm fine now, but I want this reported. Please, any Atlanta lawyer, reach out to me. It's got to suck to be Eric Andre in a situation like that because everybody would think he's playing. Exactly. Everybody would just walk by. Was he flying from international? No, he was in Atlanta. He said that they... Was he leaving international? Was he leaving? L.A. Oh, L.A. He was going to L.A. He said that they uh, asked if he was transporting meth. So not sure what that was all about. But uh, the Atlanta Police Department says that their officers were not involved in that interaction. They said multiple law enforcement agencies operate at the airport and appears that incident involved another agency. What if they were playing a joke on him? I, that ain't well, a funny joke, man. What if? He definitely yeah. panicked. Not the his, jokes, his jokes may not be funny to some people. You're right. I think they're hilarious. But not at the airport, though. <laughs> they, did, they, they stopped me when I came back from DR. The same thing. They pulled the bags over and asked, went through all my bags, pulled the soles out of your shoes to see if I was transporting drugs. Cavity search? They tried. Mm. They did? No. You know, when they saw you smiling, they was like, let him go. <laughs> let him go. Let him go. <laughs> All right, now, Mike, too happy about Michael B. Jordan is talking about why he went public with his relationship with Lori Harvey. Usually, he's very private about who he's dating. They still together? Yeah. Okay. And in a new interview with People, he said that he decided to do that so that people could know. Uh, he said, I'm still that private. I like black women. I want to protect that. But it just felt it was a moment... Uh, just wanting to put it out there and move on. I am extremely happy. He said, I think when you get older, you feel more comfortable about the public nature of the business that we're in. So for me, it was a moment to take ownership of that and then get back to work. And they definitely have been openly lovey-dovey. All right, Cardi B is looking to lock down the rights to her own beauty line. It looks like she's filed some legal documents. She wants to do Barty Beauty, and Mm -hmm. she's trying to... I think it makes sense, because she's always uh, pretty glam. And she has great makeup, so she always looks great. Nail, and even her nails, like she needs her own nail polish line, all of that. So it looks like um, it's going to be her signature, which is her. It's going to be her real name signed on the products. I'm not mad at it. Get all the money, Barty. You heard what Master P said this morning. It's all about product, okay? And look at how much she did for Fashion Nova when she dropped her signature collection. She did that early on, and mm-hmm. made a lot of money for Fashion sure Nova. Did. So. Got to have your own thing, too. All right, now let's talk about Sterling Brown. There was an incident where his teammates felt like he could have died. They reportedly feared for his life. Apparently, Houston Rockets guard Sterling Brown was outside of a Miami strip club, and the Houston Rockets did release a statement on Monday that he was the victim of an assault. He suffered facial lacerations but will make a full recovery. At that time, there were few other details of the incident, but now we have more, according to the report. Sterling Brown and some of his teammates made a trip to a strip club called the Booby Trap around midnight on Monday. Booby Trap. Mm -hmm. Yes, the Rockets were staying in a Coral Gables hotel. They basically stayed there to stay away from all of the nightlife in Miami. And upon exiting the club, Sterling Brown tried to get into the wrong van, according to the report. There was an exchange of words with the occupants of that van that escalated to violence. A source told The Athletic that the van's occupants all proceeded to beat Sterling Brown with one attacker hitting him in the back of the head with a bottle, leaving blood everywhere. Sterling Brown's teammate, Kevin Porter Jr., then intervened. He went to protect him and got roughed up in the process as well. Several of Brown's teammates had reportedly already left the establishment before this attack happened. 
Now let's unpack this. So what happened here? Was Sterling probably intoxicated and didn't realize he was getting in the wrong vehicle? Yeah, he went into the wrong vehicle. That's what it sounds like to mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if it was necessary to beat him up that bad. He had to go to the emergency room. They said there was blood everywhere, all over the floor. They said if he hadn't been as physically strong and tough, he might not have made it out of that situation. He had stitches. He had to undergo testing. His face is all jacked up, according to a source. Now, uh, the Rockets coach did respond to questions about the assault ahead of the game yesterday. It's not an easy situation, but that's the job. You know, my job is to lead us through these choppy waters. My job is to hopefully help the players navigate all of that's kind of going on around them. And there's obviously a lot that's uncontrollable, but it's not like I can't worry about those things, but I can do what I can do. And staying strong, staying positive, staying all of those things during these times is what's necessary. Why not just bring the script club to you like Paul Pierce did? You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, why not have the drinks See, and the, wanna, the, the, the women at the, the house? AG, the people, the problem is he walked into have the that new, at the house. He walked into the wrong car. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure if he was intoxicated, some words probably went back and forth and it got into an altercation. But you want the energy. You don't want the energy. Yeah, your house is different than... Who says? And you don't want people at your house anyway. Paul Pierce's house look lit. Uh, wherever they was at. Well, I don't think they, yeah, they weren't at home. They were, they had a game, you know, well, so they were in my, in Coral Gables. Why not do that? Bring it to you. That way you avoid a lot of trouble. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I think this bubble lifestyle that we lived in the past year, we need to implement that moving forward in certain situations, especially when you're a, a certain person. You know, you got a lot to lose. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Shout to Revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, let's get to the mix. Let's go. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Dad, Stop Embarrassing Me is a new Netflix sitcom that follows a teenage daughter who comes to live with Brian, played by Jamie Foxx, who gets parental help from Pops, played by David Allen Greer, to hilariously tackle life together. Now streaming only on Netflix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, five years ago today, Birdman came through up here. Uh, came up here to do an interview, and it a went left. Oh, it yeah, went he viral. came. He came up to do an interview. Yep. But we didn't do an interview. Well, it went viral. Let's get it on now. Get it off your chest, Birdman. Said it already. I ain't got to talk no more. So why come here? I wanted to talk to you on your man in your face. Absolutely. You understand me? I knew a few places you was at. I could have pulled up, but I don't think that was gangster. I wanted to come look you in your face like a man and tell you how I feel. Okay. You understand me? Put some respect on my name. Did you, did you pull up on Ross that way or Trick Daddy? Man, I'm pulling up on you. Yeah. But I'm, I'm the radio guy. Why well, I pull up on the radio guy? Don't act tough with the radio guy. I hate my Y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. All right. Well, that was our Birdman uh, interview slash moment. That wasn't an interview. That was a moment. You asked two questions. I don't even know if I asked two questions. Yes, you did. But you said, why you don't pull up? Why you don't pull up on Ross like you pulled up on me? Then you said, why that you wasn't really a question. Why you pull up on me? That was a question. That was two questions. No, yeah, really. He ain't answered though. But anyway, that was a great moment. All right, when we come back, positive notice to Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes. You know, first I want to tell people, man, um, you know, make sure to go to blackeffect.com, you know, for everybody that's looking for all the Black Effect podcasts under one roof. You can go to the uh, the blackeffect.com. Okay, that's nice and simple for people to remember, right? And uh, the positive note is simply this, man. Respect is for those who deserve it, not for those who demand it. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?